So I said it a few weeks ago mm-hmm. that like we can't have regular conversations. Yeah, this and is you our just, life now. You just cut me off. You're like, no, 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 no. Save it. Yeah. <laughs> like we can't. I can't just be like, how? Hey, Russ, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> how are things? I'm like, let me tell you. Oh no, I can't tell you because I'm not getting paid to do it. Oh, what? Yeah, because we get paid so much for this. Buku. <laughs> this this cost me like negative fifteen bucks a month ish. I thought this you podcast like before. You recently said that it was uh, like pennies a a month or something. It was, and then like we were steadily doing well. First off, it was. In, it was in a free zone, and then once we passed that threshold, oh, so I didn't know that. It's fine. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you were like, oh, you bought a bunch more board games. Yeah. And I was just telling you, like, I found yeah, like every time I come down here, I feel like there's a new board game on your table. Yeah. And like, I never pictured you as a board game guy. Yeah, I'm getting there for yeah. sure. Like, you've watched me kind of break into it, mm-hmm. like. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> but I started to just tell you a couple new ones that I got because you were like, "Are they horror ones? Is that why you're doing this?" It uh, still seems like your collection is very horror centric. Um, I mean, a little bit like Werewolf. <laughs> Last Friday. Last Friday, Cryptid. cryptid. <clears throat> so maybe, but not necessarily. So I just uh, one that I'm pretty stoked to play because a lot of these are like, like I'm still at the hobby level where I'm, mm-hmm. like, I'm getting into it as a poor, as opposed to a professional. No, like, gamer? uh, like a hardcore one, like some of the hardcore shit. Oh yeah. Uh, that that's, they all look the same to me, first of all. So like all of the real, re- <laughs> the real board gamey board games, mm-hmm. uh, is like risk to the 10th level where there's a million cards and a million miniatures and just yeah. maps and shit all over mm-hmm. and they all look the same to me like l- literally hundreds of these that i've looked at yeah they all look the same to me and i'm sure they're all different mm-hmm. uh, it's like listening to a certain type of music and it all sounds the same to you at first yeah but I'm, I'm just edging my way into those waters but i started to tell you about a cool one that i'm really excited about it's called captain sonar and it's mm-hmm. basically battleship on crack okay so you can play between two and eight people so hypothetically eight people mm-hmm and you've, it's got this giant zigzag that you put across a long table. Okay. You're on two teams, each on a side of the thing, right? Mm-hmm. And what you've got, everything is dry erase, and you have a starting location, and you're trying to find where your your opponent is and sink the, their submarine. So one person is calling out, go right, go left, go down. I guess it's not down if you're in a submarine. No. But it's down. Well, if you're in a submarine, it is down. It is. But not down, down. But not, d- yeah. Do you mean north, south, east, and west? Um, probably. <laughs> yeah. So you're, you're calling out the movements, right? Yeah. And one person is logging that. Another person simultaneously is listening to what the opposing team is saying. And they have just a clear piece of plastic that they are putting over the map. Mm-hmm. So they know they went north, south, south east west which would take them back to their previous point so that didn't make sense but you get what i'm saying Mm -hmm. uh to try to figure out where they are then simultaneously there's like mechanisms breaking on the ship that the other two people are trying to repair but you're hearing everything go down and there's like a real 
there's a real time play option. So like 15 minutes, everything is happening in real time. Oh, wow. So you're listening to your opponents try to deal with things. So you have to you, listen to your teammates and listen to your opponents yes. at the same time. Because you're trying to control your submarine while listening to what's going on in theirs. That's cool. So I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. Not horror. Also, pretty probably more excited than Captain Sonar. Mm-hmm. There's one called Sheriff of Nottingham. Okay. <laughs> I think I've heard of this. Yeah. Uh, and it's like... A bluffing and lying game, mm-hmm. which, and you're like, so you have to illegally take cheeses into Notting, Nottingham, okay, right? And you tell the sheriff, I have three cheeses in my bag. Really, you have three cheeses and some silk, which is illegal. Yeah. So you're trying to lie to him. Uh, and then you can bribe him and things like that. So mm-hmm. really... I really dig like the social. I like lying to people. Basically, I yeah. like being a sociopath. <laughs> uh, so I'm looking forward to that. So we gotta get these things scheduled here soon. Yeah, definitely. Um, I love board games, but like I never play them. And so like I look at Kickstarter and like I'll back some stuff. And then like I saw one recently, and I'm still I I really want to back it, but then I'm like I'm not this obsessed with board games. I don't host board game nights well, why would i ever need this and what they are is they're hexagons that magnetically lock together already fucking cool and they hold like you said all those cards and meeples and pieces and stuff and they come in different shapes and and things like that and i'm like this would be really cool except i don't have i don't play any games that require that see so Again, I, just I don't like, know if this I just is... like having things around me that I'm like, mm, this makes me feel good. One one day that'll happen. Uh, yeah, I feel like this needs to be a conversation after because like uh, Jason and I were talking about trying to get a frequent thing down like every Jason from episode 100. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The loud laugher. Even even my like my my nine year old was like, which one's Jason? Is he the loud one? Yes. Yes, that's him. <laughs> Uh, we were talking about getting a regular date together, so like every third Saturday or something like that. That would be awesome. But the key thing is we need, I think, at least four solid every week, and we can have people that come and go. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I really want to do that, because I'm not opposed to, like, I was trying to justify, like, I just spent 30 bucks on this other board game, but I'm like, that's the price of one escape room. Yeah. And if we do this twice, if we play that game twice... I've gotten twice my money's worth than the escape room. Right. Um, and if we would divide it up between the routine four, mm-hmm. he's got a bunch of games, I know. Yeah. And then that gives you an excuse to fund this Kickstarter. Yeah, and then you each form our own uh, little uh, library of our own games, and we can share them. Yes, them. exactly. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Got one more. We need one more. I have games I've bought on Kickstarter that I've never played from like five years ago. Oh, I'm so excited. I don't even want to do this anymore. I just want to hear about it. Let's start a board game <laughs> podcast. This just changed. It's still the same title. It's the same feed. We're just talking board games now. No, no that'll be, that. this is Remake Me. That'll be Remake Meeple. Oh, I like that. The uh, The other thing in like trying to find podcasts about board games that I found is there's not very many that hit the sweet spot for somebody that's coming in new to this Mm -hmm. because they do one of two things. They either talk super, super in depth about one game. Yeah. 
It's the remake me of the, right? Like they go super in depth and they expect you to have played it and done it and they know the intricacies. Yeah. So it's an hour of this. Or they go through five of them, 10 of them that they've played in that week and expect you to already know what's going on with them, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I don't have, so it's it's hard for me. I found a couple that are hit that sweet spot where they talk about and they describe three three of them to you or two of them. Then they tell you what they thought about it and why they thought about it. Um, do, you like, so, do you think you would like pe- watching people play board games? Um, I've debated about that because uh, I made my wife play one with me. And mm-hmm. I was like, I felt like we played it right. But, uh, yeah, I might. Because Will Wheaton had a great show called Tabletop. Um, Polygon, which is a video game website, their YouTube, they have... Uh, board game uh, and a couple of them like that you know it would be awesome like I need to get that game for Russ's basement like that yeah. would be fun yeah Polygon is what it's called Polygon yeah uh, I like that I'll have to look into that yeah. I've been doing a lot of just fucking like I just keep refreshing Kickstarter looking for new games to show mm-hmm. so I got a few backed out there but if you just like podcasts that might be on the margins about board games kickstarter games department has a podcast called i think you two would get along really and i subscribe to that and that's fun Hmm. that's more like talking about games so they go it's all about making friends right so they take two random people who have either currently a kickstarter or have done a kickstarter and they're like you two should be friends so let's go through the friendship thing so that's small talk medium talk and large talk and so small talk is just like small talk. Medium talk is about the medium of games, which I thought was clever. And then large talk is like, there's no right answers, but like, here's this, let's chip off this question and see if we can come to some fun. I thought it was like making them get really into it. Like, <laughs> like you two have never really met. Let's talk about your views on abortion. No, <laughs> let's. Not- it's a happy-go-lucky kind of podcast. <laughs> but wouldn't that be great if that just got thrown in there? Like I tell, yeah. my, like almost every movie we watch with my kids, like towards the end of it, they'll be watching Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and I'll like lean over to my wife or I'll send my wife a text. Like, wouldn't it be amazing if he like got ran over by a car right now? <laughs> like, like Mac and Me, basically, right? Like, sure. if the ending of Mac and Me was on every movie, uh, I always because you would not see that coming. No, like <laughs> that's not always a good thing, though. No. In fact, it's usually not a good thing. No, but it would be incredible just one time. Like you're watching fucking Homeward Bound, and all of a sudden all three of those animals just get hit by a car. Funny thing is, that would be called a shaggy dog story. A shaggy dog story is uh, when you spin a yarn where basically it it has an anticlimax. Uh, but the whole point of it is to see how long you can make them, you can keep their attention. It's it's a real dick thing to do, so I think it'd be right up your alley. <laughs> I do like that. Yeah. Uh, totally random thing that I just remembered, because I don't know why. They announced the director of the Toxic Avenger reboot. I didn't know there was going to be a Toxic Avenger reboot. I think we probably have mentioned it before. Maybe. Maybe if, if our reporters had done their job. Yeah. Uh, Macon Blair is the director and writer. Macon that Blair is the star of Blue Ruin. Okay, yeah. And he was in Green Room. Mm-hmm. What? The, where the fuck did that come from? Like, this is it. Like, 
So, I mean, Buzz is going to be in it? I, is Buzz <laughs> going to be the Toxic Avenger? Buzz could totally be Toxic Avenger, couldn't he? Yeah, the moment but, I said, is Buzz going to be in it, I pictured him as the Toxic Avenger. I was like, I got to say this. Because <laughs> it, it, it just feels right. I could see that. That would be awesome. Yeah. I, yeah. I want to see. No. You know what I want to see? So, have you seen Toxic Avenger? Nope. You know the premise. It's a weird dude who's a janitor right uh yeah so like dweeby dude turns into muscle bound janitor yeah i feel like jaleel white should should play steve urkel as the scrawny version and then he turns into the toxic like he you realize he already had an alter ego in which he went through a chemical process to become an alter ego. yeah stefan steve and stefan yes. yeah i know this but he would he wasn't built like he would turn into uh uh carl weathers john henry right <laughs> was that a dated reference <laughs> the old 18- john henry has always been a dated reference <laughs> he t- turns into michael clark duncan how's that like you, you go from urkel to michael clark duncan that would be amazing sure yeah. i don't i don't know that he could pull it off you know, he was the voice of Sonic. I did know that. Mm-hmm. I tell my kids every time they're watching Sonic, I'm like, you know, that's Steve Urkel. I don't know that it still is, is it? Uh, I don't know. There were, there were like two Sonic cartoons running simultaneously, mm-hmm. and he wasn't both of them. Right. But there's a new, there, there's been multiple new Sonics, and I think there's a new Sonic one out now. Have you seen the Pac-Man cartoon that's on Netflix? No. I would assume not because you don't have a kid. Yeah. It's fucking terrible. I'm sure. It is so. Is it the one from the 80s? No. It's, it's like new, one? new. It's okay. like Netflix made. I, I feel like that. And you should watch the new Garfield. Just like, just watch the intro to the new Garfield. It is the most cheap, like disposable thing. Like it's, it's gas station. I mean, that's pizza. what the Transformers were. That's what G.I. Joe was. That's what Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were. There was really fucking cheap animation. Like, go back and watch the original Transformers, G1. Like, there are mistakes all over. Like, Optimus Prime's voice coming out of people that aren't Optimus Prime Mm -hmm. and things like that. Yeah, I know I've seen that on Ninja Turtles and stuff, too. Yeah. Uh, And that's easy to do. Even more easier, you'd think, because the turtles are all basically the same. Yeah. So, uh, how was your week? Anything uh, worth exciting for you other than getting I mean, excited was... about a board game possibility? So, uh, this is the week my girlfriend left me. Left you, left you? Yeah, she'll be back in a month, but. You set me up hardcore. Uh-huh. I saw it in your eyes. Yeah. Like, I guess I got him. <laughs> oh, I got him. Oh, I turned him human for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so her mom was in town this past week. Yeah, you got full mother-in-law. Except like, uh, she like never hung out with us, which like was pretty shitty. Is there other family here? She has other family here, but this was like, uh, it wasn't just that. Like when she like was hanging out with other family, it'd be one thing. But it was more just like she was staying with her cousin. She was just like, I just feel like I'm gonna, I want to stay home and relax, blah blah blah, or whatever. And it's like, this is your first time out in a, that you've been here in a decade that your daughter has lived here. 
kind of shitty. But. Yeah. No, I don't disagree. I was just trying to, if she's got 15 yeah. family members, she's trying to spend one fifteenth of her time. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, that's pretty shitty. I mean, the, the, there was a big uh, reunion, so I got to meet that side of the family. But Is that awesome? Uh, I mean, <laughs> they're mostly good people, you know? It's just her. <laughs> did I, did she I can she can be a lot sometimes. Well, luckily she's on the other side of the continent. So well, yeah, they're driving across country, um, and they'll get back to California, and then she'll spend a few weeks there, and then fly back home. So I'm bacheloring it up. Good. You need a break once in a while. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. Like week, like, like week one, you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. By week two, you're like, all right, I know why I keep her around. I want to. Yeah. But for the like, first it's week, like, it's awesome. I like I've been looking forward to it, but I know that it's like I've been looking forward to it. I'm gonna have me time, and then I realize like I already know that it's gonna be like exciting, and then just more every day gonna be way less exciting. Yeah, that's true. And then it's like I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> like the puppy dog staring yeah. at the door and then it'll be one day and then it'll be bitching again and you're like oh god go back <laughs> go back Ugh. that every relationship should just operate in one week inter- intervals <laughs> right like so you're together for on, a week, week yeah i think that might be onto something that's a healthy relationship <laughs> yeah right? that sounds incredibly healthy <laughs> um so for this week i was going to suggest something that i don't think we've ever done okay i feel like we should talk about these movies backwards Sure. You okay with that? Yeah. Uh, them. Them. Synopsis. Uh, it's story of uh, it's a home invasion horror movie. Good. I've seen these. Overall thoughts. Uh, it was pretty good. There was a good twenty minutes where I was like, "Holy shit! Did we just accidentally discover like the basis of us?" Because I thought that might be the reveal. No, wasn't the reveal at all. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't have anything like great to say. I don't have anything bad to say. Like it was good for what it was. It was fine. Yeah. I have almost nothing to say about this movie. Like I have way more notes than us, but that's only because I couldn't take notes in the theater. Yeah, without being a dick. <laughs> uh, here's so what I really want to talk about. Okay. The word buy is five syllables in French. <laughs> Arrivedere or something like that. I feel like Arrivedere or something like that. Because it kept saying bye. And I want to like, part of me thought, oh, maybe it's like a formal goodbye. But then like she says it to her students and she says it to, I feel like she says it to uh, everyone. Like Lucas and stuff. And you wouldn't. You wouldn't use formal language with your your boyfriend. Mm, I would think not. Yeah, arrivederci. I've uh, too many syllables for. Did you try goodbye. doing the try doing the Google Translate? Like, uh, why? I don't even remember if that's what it is. Oh, but you seemed pretty confident with it. I just picked a thing and I'm going with it. Okay. Uh, I do love at the beginning of this movie. You like learn that like teen angst and like teenage girls being bitches to their moms is pretty universal yeah it's, it, it, it transcends language yes <laughs> uh this is the, we get like 12 minutes before the opening credits yeah and the movie is only like 116 minutes 
uh, or an hour 77 and 16, minutes. An hour and 16. I'm sorry. Yeah. I see where my mind was there. Mm-hmm. Fun. An hour is not 100 minutes. Nope. Mm-mm. It was in France at one point. Was it? Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah, they went to metric time. Well, this movie's French, there so were... it is 116 minutes. <laughs> is the movie French? Uh, isn't it? I know it's in French. I don't know if it is oh, French. Oh, touche. Yes. Because they're not know. speaking French in the beginning. Yeah. Because they're in, not Russia. They're in some country. That's true. Did they have countries in 1990? <laughs> it takes place in 2002. Uh, was it Bulgaria? I don't remember. It takes place in some country. Geography's not your high. What? Your high thing. Your high point. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so they get killed and you get the, the little girl, the mom get killed. Yeah. Uh, and you get like the stereotypical, like glass getting with the hand running down it. The stereotypical Titanic shot. Is that in Titanic? Yeah. When they're fucking in the, the car. Don't remember. I feel like that's I thought it was on a boat. Iconic. It is on a I boat. Know, There's I a car know, on the boat. <laughs> So topical, uh, somebody named Michael Cohen is in this. <laughs> That's all I have about that. <laughs> I love you giggled to yourself. Like, <laughs> got him. Uh, the power goes out, and mm-hmm. then they go down to the basement. Yes. And whatever fucking thing was on that wall, I'm so glad we live in America. I That thing looked scary as hell. I would not want to have to deal with that. <laughs> I don't want to have to deal with... Going out, and then there's a box, and like there switches to flip. Like, that's too much to deal with electricity for me. I, these, it had like five things, and they were all connected by exposed wires, and he was pressing some button. No, thank you. I think it's way more scary because I don't understand mm-hmm. electricity. Yeah. At all. Yeah. Like when I was finishing the room we're in recording in right now, mm-hmm. I was going to like add another light. There's one big light above your head, which I think works. I'm happy with the way it worked out, but I was <laughs> going to put a second one. Uh, and I was like, all right, I'm just going to disconnect the wires completely. So there's no way. And I disconnected the wires and that light stayed on. I was like, I, in my mind, I'm looking at it. There's only two points and they are not connected. Right. It somehow it was wireless Ghosts. electricity wire. So I obviously can't even follow a straight line to see that this wire connects to that one because I thought they weren't connected anymore. But somehow, like, it was the most basic thing ever, right? Like, mm-hmm. it has to come from somewhere and go to that. Yeah. The most basic thing. And I disconnected point A. Somehow it's still on. <laughs> like, <laughs> not, not my forte. Yeah. Yeah, electricity scares me. Electricity and fire. And one can breed the other. And I know they're very powerful. And I try to stay away from them. Mm -hmm. I just know that everything that I want in life runs on electricity, basically. Uh, They have the loudest goddamn doors ever. (laughs) Like, not good for, hey, uh, let's try to sneak around. They do have the really cool arched doors. Yeah. Like, I know that used to be the way. It is so not the way anymore. Like, you have to get those, like, custom made. Mm Mm-hmm. They're pretty awesome. Like, yeah. I want an arched door. I've always wanted one of those front doors with a knob in the middle of the door that seems super inconvenient, but also awesome. Yeah. I'm sure it would be cool. Like, look at this. And then every time you're trying to come home and get groceries and everything. Yeah. You're just reaching for the door. You're like, fuck, it's a foot to the why, right. Why do we not put crash bars? Like, the same reason 
that like why do more homes not have urinals? Why do not more homes not have like crash bars? Aesthetics. I know, but it's functional. Like, hmm. I, I just got into an argument with Marianne before she left about the argument is a strong term, but it was like whenever we buy stuff, I just want to make sure that it does a thing. That's all I care about, and all she cares about is that it's pretty. And I was like, cool, so then everything has to be poor, pretty and do a thing. And she was like, no, it just has to be pretty. Okay. Yeah, no, I feel like realistically. because yeah, I was like, it was a totally different situation, but basically suggesting, no, like, why don't we get a crash bar? It would totally be worth And she's like, no, it has to be pretty. Okay. Yeah, you're the person that's in your house more than anybody else. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> You don't have a do, do you host a lot of dinner parties that with caviar the people that you don't know you have to impress show up? No, I'm putting a crash bar in tomorrow. Caviar is fish eggs, so I eat caviar on sushi. I don't think I could just scoop caviar onto a cracker and put it in my mouth. I don't know if I've ever had caviar. Hmm. I don't think I have. It's fun on sushi because then like pops in your mouth and you're like, Haha, I just killed a baby. It's great. I feel the same way when I eat babies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he goes and he turns off the like the TV is really loud, and then he goes and he turns off the TV. Cool. You have just given them the ability to echolocate you. Congratulations. <laughs> Not the thing to do at all. Oh, also, it was the only thing giving off light in that room. Why was the TV so tiny and black and white? Like this was like two thousand five. It's 2002, I think, is when it takes place. Still, yeah, it was a tiny tube TV in black and white. Uh-huh. And I was like, they were in a poor country. But they weren't poor. I don't know about that. That was a big house, bro. Yes, it was a big house. And it was, shittle, it like was shitty. It was a nice big house that was run down because it was probably cheap. Because I think they were in somewhere like former Soviet place. And so, you know, that's probably why it was cheap. Mm. I know somebody that just like quit his job and moved to Costa Rica mm-hmm. so he can like live on a, like a king with like 30 grand hmm. for like a decade. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I leave tomorrow. <laughs> uh, yeah. One of the people I, I used to work with, he left the company to go somewhere else and then they wanted him back and he was like look the only way i'll be i'll come back is if you let me work from anywhere in the world and they said okay and so now he he moved to the philippines and he just hops around asia isn't the philippines like a big sex trafficking i I think most places are big sex trafficking places yeah that's sad yeah it is sad my wife asked me if I thought our neighbor that lives across the street was a sex trafficker. I was like, why the fuck did you ask me that? Where did that come from? She's like, well, he lives here by himself and he has two nice cars and I see him come and go a lot with like luggage. And I'm like, why the fuck does that equal sex trafficker to you? And she, <laughs> Not just businessman doing business. And yes, exactly. And she like gave me an explanation that like almost had me for a second. And then I was like, 
all she was doing was giving me reasons why it wasn't these other types of crimes that he was committing. Like, but the, but the, but the, the <laughs> he was definitely a criminal yes, of some sort. That was the starting point. That's it the just basis. Had to figure, yes, exactly. Yeah. And then I was like, as she was getting me, I was like, well, I guess that could, wait a minute. What? He could be totally, he's just a normal dude. No, <laughs> like I've never seen him do anything remotely, remotely bad. He's a, a he's a straight up guy there's no re- but it was pretty awesome i i don't know i think if you have a neighbor who's a sex trafficker it wouldn't be the one across the street <laughs> uh so uh, one of the reasons i thought that it might have been like holy shit is this us is because they were like making guttural noises to communicate and i was like oh my is that oh shit it's jordan jordan peele just like find this and is like i'm gonna do this but better and, and call with, it and us. with a message <laughs> and call it us yes exactly <laughs> that would have been kind of awesome but not the case yeah uh i felt like this movie was relatively forgettable sure uh it's it's a to me it's a standard home invasion and run and chase uh, by the way it turns out they're kids yeah they're that's just the, kids wanting to play supposedly uh, yeah which i've also seen done better yeah um but for me this is this is forgettable and this is the type of movie that juxtaposing it to us um like i felt myself getting bored or confused about where they were like even though there's a lot of action happening people are running and screaming yeah i kind of get don't care not exciting and i kind of get lost with where people are or whatever Mm -hmm. um so not terrible it's a fine movie ish but if you it's, have it's if you have time and you want to watch a this type of movie it's perfectly fine yeah but it was the perfect pairing for titles yeah so that's what seduced me a mm-hmm. uh, couple of updates sure uh one uh mark ellen gunnels got back with me okay um after he had most recently give us the uh results of uh his informal little survey mm-hmm. uh and he said we inspired him uh and he got in contact with a local uh professor to college and she is assigning it to her college class uh and is doing blind testing and will let us know that is really fucking awesome yeah <laughs> i did a thing <laughs> actually he did all the things he did all the but things. i did i put an earworm in <laughs> <Yeah>. his brain <laughs> So I'm pretty excited about that. So he's going to let us know so we can uh, let everybody know what the results of that are. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Did you read it? I did. Yep. Like, I'm, I'm too excited. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm doing science, <laughs> doing science experiments now. Uh, so, yeah. So obviously you knew the, yeah, the question. Yeah, he was, I, from the moment I read it, he was gay. Yeah. Like, I think that's just because, like, because I knew you the knew author this, was gay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a good short story. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was super short, yeah. but yeah, that's good. Um, other update: uh, we talked about a few weeks ago, John Carl Beekler, when he had his uh, crowdfunding mm-hmm. uh, thing. Uh, he died, so that sucks. Yeah. So, R.I.P. John Carl Beekler, director of Troll, uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven, Cellar Dweller. Uh, didn't wear shoes at conventions and told me that they were going to make a troll theme park in Japan. He died. Cool. That sucks. Yeah, it does suck. <laughs> uh, yeah, he like he did 
the special effects for Halloween, for one of the Halloweens. Oh, he wow. did the special effects for one of the Friday the 13th. So he was like the person that like brought all of them together. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a big deal. That sucks. Yeah. Um, any other interstitials you got there? I got my two follow-ups. One was good. <laughs> one was not. Both were very Russ-like. <laughs> you really should have went with he died first. Because that would have brought us down, and then yeah. it could have brought us back up. That's true. I yeah. should have. I could have. I didn't. didn't. I didn't. No. That's not my style. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> I'll leave us down here for a while. Yeah. Um, have you Have you listened to Game of Thrones at all yet? Nope. I've, I, I haven't listened for like a week and a half to any audiobooks. It's just wow. been board game podcast. That's <laughs> 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 the truth. Uh, that's great. Yeah, it's true. I'm uh, about a third of the way through the fifth book so and then no more until he publishes the new one i did read uh a novella he did called night flyers uh-huh didn't like it okay um yeah this spacey and i did see that on your goodreads yeah it was spacey and fantasy-ish and that's just not he my... the, the game of thrones the song of ice and fire is his first fantasy thing um he's been primarily a sci-fi but he likes to kind of mix genres to um keep readers on their edge he to leave them slightly uncomfortable at all times um which is why a lot of people speculate that ultimately like the song of ice and fire is going to end up being a little more sci-fi at the end but yeah yeah, it was definitely a, me- a mesh of genres that I don't particularly care for. Yeah. So it was like, let's take broccoli and asparagus and put them together. Asparagus is my favorite vegetable. Ugh. Have you had roasted asparagus? So asparagus is the most com- chemically complex vegetable when it comes to flavor profiles. There are over 200 different chemicals that go into its mm-hmm. flavor profile. And so if you steam it, if you do like a wet, like a boil or a steam, it's going to taste more like grass. But if you do a dry, like a barbecue or a uh, roasting or something, it's going to bring out the meatier notes and it's going to taste like meat. I do like meat. Yeah. So uh, my suggestion is just put it on a sheet pan, uh, sprinkle it with olive oil, salt, pepper, Put it in the oven at 425 for like 10 minutes. It's delicious. So we're actually friends, right? Uh-huh. I hope uh, so. So I don't have to have any pretense. So I can just tell you, I'm never going to do that. <laughs> like, I could be like, hmm, yeah, maybe. I'll. Like if somebody at work was telling me this, I'd be like, yeah, maybe I'll go Knowing in my head, I'm never going to do that. <laughs> nope. I'll just tell you, that's never going to happen. Uh, I, wasn't, I, was, I wasn't even really listening to what you were saying because I was like, there's no way this is going to well, happen. Well, now people at home have a recipe. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not opposed to you bringing said recipes. <laughs> I'm just telling you, uh, if it, this wasn't for them, it was wasted breath. Yeah. Uh, dive into us. Us. Synopsis. Uh, us is a very tense movie that's kind of like a home invasion movie but with a twist good overall thoughts uh it was really really good i really liked it yes uh so us i agree was an exceptional horror movie it just sucks for jordan peele that he made get out also (laughs) 
because I, I, it's wrong. I can't. Everybody's doing it, of course. Like sure. you can't help but compare it to it. I don't think it's as good as Get Out. I will say uh, that right now. Yes, but I, I don't think it's great. Yeah, it especially because it is more of a straight up horror movie, mm-hmm. uh, and it is it succeeds on all those levels. Mm-hmm. So it the, is the whole movie is tense kind of throughout. Yes. Uh, it, it really is tense and, uh, you know, I'm, I don't get scared. I don't know if I would say I was scared, but I definitely was on edge, like seeing the family standing outside. That's unnerving, mm-hmm. right? Like I was way more unnerved watching this movie than I was them. And they're both the same idea. It's a home invasion. Yeah. Um, uh, and the filmmaking here was just so much better, uh, that really, really made me feel unnerved. Yeah, uh, Lupita Nyong'o is fantastic. Uh, we should anybody else listening that's new yeah, go, spoilers. go see it. Spoilers. We're gonna spoil it, but go fucking see it. It is great. Uh, somebody, I had an experience. So you know, right in the the uh, the mo- like the when they actually first invade the home. Mm-hmm. Uh, like in one of the downbeats because it's tense that whole time and during one of the downbeats somebody in front of me sneezed but it didn't it's i've never heard a sneeze <laughs> like that it wasn't like a hetchu or even like a t it was like a and I, it scared the shit out of me. I didn't know what the fuck was going on for a second. And then I was like, oh, sneeze. Okay, that doesn't sound like a human sneezing. But I, my brain has rationalized that it is. I've logically deduced that it was a human being sneezing. So I could be more at ease now. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so we start the movie uh, and a young girl is uh, at the Santa Cruz boardwalk with her family. Mm-hmm. Uh father's kind of a drunk might be a dickhead but this is the only instance you get this might be the one time he's ever been like this yeah. um and she kind of wanders off on her own mm-hmm. uh and she meets a little girl that looks exactly like her yes cut in to, a hall of mirrors yep cut to 30 years later mm-hmm. uh by the way going backwards uh jordan peele has confirmed that because they said like uh oh they're shooting for extras over there they were supposed to be shooting Lost Boys. You know how Lost Boys is set in Santa Cruz and there's, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So the the in that universe, they were shooting Lost, I guess it's our universe, but they were shooting Lost Boys. Oh, where, wait, where are they shooting? Oh, by the tilt Okay, I remember the, yeah, that yes. one line. Yep. They're looking for the, extras over there, yeah. yeah. Okay. And it's supposed to be Lost Boys. That's cool. Um, which is great because, like, Jordan Peele was just had an interview where he's talking about critters and tremors and everything. And, mm-hmm. like, if I ever needed to have a harder yeah. boner well, the, for this dude. The, the start of the movie actually is yes. the, the you know, little 4 by 3 screen with the Hands Across America yep. commercial. Mm-hmm. I only got to see uh, a couple of the VHSs. Did you get to read more? Chud was on there. I, yeah, I saw Chud and I saw uh, the right stuff. The right was, stuff. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and there's a couple others, but Chud, like, and, and it starts off by talking about underground tunnels, and then they show you Chud. I was like, fucking cannibalistic humanoid <laughs> underground dwellers. <laughs> Jordan Peele's got my number. We're talking about Chud in this movie. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, but anyway, like. 
dude loves his horror movie. So you have yeah. somebody that that knows and loves horror mm-hmm. and that is obviously fantastic at comedy. Yeah. And he in this movie puts both of them together to accentuate each one. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's the because they're, they're it's the, the asparagus thing. rub of Shh. movies. <laughs> horror and comedy, I truly believe, like are two sides of the same coin because yes. they're all about building tension and yes. then relieving. Nobody's that arguing tension. with you with that. Yeah, that's true. And so, and that's what he, why he's so good at horror is because you have the horror tension and then you throw in a joke that's, that is totally like germane and is totally like, this is how actual characters would react in this situation. Yes. Then it's, and it's not just a cat jumping out. Yes. It's, it's the, the, the jump scare is usually the release of tension of most horror directors mm-hmm. and he does it with humor mm-hmm. so that it, you know, you get that slight relief and then the tension builds again. Yes. And it's great. Uh, so we have our, our main family. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a young son, mm-hmm. a tween daughter. Yeah. Uh, and a couple. Which is funny because she is from This Is Us. I don't know what that is. It's a TV show. Oh, okay. Uh, and I She's love in us, and this is us. I love this family, and it might be partially because I am a hundred percent that dad, <laughs> like just like kind of embarrassing his kids and just fully into dad moding mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, uh, and annoying his wife, and like they they pull up for the first place, and then he just starts yelling to wake them all up, and I was mm-hmm. like, I'm digging this guy. This guy is full on in dad mode right now. Yeah, and so they're having dinner or whatever, and. He says, hey, we're going to go to the beach tomorrow. And the mom is like, I don't think we're going to do that. No. Uh, and they end up uh, kind of, she lays it on pretty thick. And so it's like, I'm not guilts, going. He guilts her into it. He 100% guilts her. And he, it's like unabashed guilting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, I know, how, I know how this relationship works. Yes. I'm going to pull all those strings, mm-hmm. push all those buttons. He got his way. Yeah. As men usually do. Do we? Mm. You know what I mean. It's give and take. Yeah. Uh, so she ends up uh, agreeing to go. Uh, they go to the beach. They meet their their friends, mm-hmm. uh, who's a white couple. Yeah, Tim Heidecker and Elizabeth Moss. Don't know who either of those people are. Tim Heidecker is Tim and Eric. Uh, Tim and Eric, awesome show, great job. Which is like a was a sketch show on Adult Swim, and so they're comedy buddies with. Um, Jordan Peele. Oh, okay. Uh, Tim Heidecker, Eric Wareheim, and then Elizabeth Moss is was in Mad Men and is now in The Handmaid's Tale. I feel like it sh- it is really good to show some restraint from Jordan Peele that he hasn't put himself or Keegan Michael Key in either of his movies. Yeah, like because it would be. A I bet v- you Keegan is like, dude, I get it, but come on. Yeah, exactly. Come you on. What an Oscar, dude. Come on. This is good. Uh, <laughs> but but it, it it does seem like too low-hanging fruit. Like, of course, I would want to see that. I would be like, that's Jordan Peele. Look, they're right there. They're in the background together. Yeah. I would love to see that. But I think it's probably better that it's not, that he's not trying to do that. Mm-hmm. He's not M. Night Shyamalaning all over it. Yeah. Um, or Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Which, by the way, before this, did you get the new Quentin Tarantino? Yeah. That shit looks great. Uh, dumb question. Uh huh. This isn't. This isn't about. Uh, uh, Manson, is it? Did that get shelved? 
Did he shelve that? So. I don't think it is. Because he was making, he said he was making a movie about the Manson murders. Oh, I didn't. I don't. I don't keep up with Quentin Tarantino. Um, Other than I know that he was on board and then taken off of the new Star Trek movie. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I feel like his head might be too big to try to take a franchise on like that. I don't know. I don't know. Um. It would but, definitely be a different movie. But this could this could still be a Manson murder movie. Potentially. It's a, like, because it's a Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yes, I did get to see that. And, cool. like, we are getting old. Leonardo DiCaprio is getting old, man. Yeah. That's what happens. Yeah. Age. Age has befallen us all. Yeah. It's not like when he was in Critters 3. Looking all young and cute. Like, what's, a, what's eating Gilbert Grape? Yeah. Uh, the most normal people's reference? No, Critters 3 was his first movie, bro. The first movie. That's his first movie? Yeah, Critters I 3. I thought Gilbert Grape was his first movie. Nope. Nope. It's oh. Critters 3 before Arnie. Before Arnie? Yeah, he was Arnie in Gilbert Grape. Oh, I haven't seen the movie. You haven't seen the movie? No. Oh. I just know there's a fat lady in it. There's a fat lady. It's a great movie. Anyway, so... <laughs> Let's talk about more yes. of Leonardo DiCaprio's <laughs> oeuvre. So, uh, so they're at the beach, and I, I guess let's let's talk about this now. So, I was anticipating race being a factor in this, and it isn't directly. Yes, I. God damn it! Okay, I felt so stupid because uh, I didn't get it until like basically when they pretty much spell it out what the kind of thesis of the film is. I got it, like, right before that, so I guess yay me a little bit. But I'm just like, am I the whitest fucking person? Do I not get this? Like, I just, I fucking didn't understand what, and then I went back to what you said, is when I said that he had three racial horror movies in mind, and you said, no, he had three societal horror movies in mind, and I thought about that, and I was like, oh, I'm a fucking idiot. So do you want to say what it's about? Uh, well, that's not where I was going at all. Okay. But or at least you seem I... really excited. Well, I mean, because I, I felt smart in the moment, but now looking back, I realized that I was a fucking idiot because, of course, it's what it was about. But, yeah. So where I was going with this was uh-huh. I felt like I was anticipating this being a race thing. Okay. Um. And the most amazing thing that he did, and that's unfair to him because I've pigeonholed him in that after Get Out and he made a lot of uh, racially conscious comedy, mm-hmm. right? So that's my fault for, for pigeonholing him there. Yeah. But I realized the best thing that he did for this is he just made us care about a family that happened to be black, Right. So like even when he met the white family, I was like, why the fuck are white people here? I don't want to see any white people in this movie. Uh, but it's just a family. It is yeah. not. The, it's not about the fact that they are black. Like, that's really what I thought it was going to be at first. Right. Because mm-hmm. so they're at the house uh, and they end up having uh, another set of that family show up yeah. and invade the home. Right. And. You know how I have my face blindness thing. Mm-hmm. I felt racist because I was like, I think they're supposed to be the same people, but I can't tell. To be fair, I think you'd be just as dumb with white people. Uh, well, 
Part of me thinks so, but then like, I feel like they put a lot more makeup on them than they did like Elizabeth Moss and Elizabeth Moss and Tim Heidecker because Tim Heidecker all they did was put a bunch of like puncture wounds or pimples or something on his head, and Elizabeth Moss just had like some like messed up hair and like a couple cuts or something. So I feel like you know they gave the uh, the the teenager like these like sallow eyes and everything and so it was hard to tell i feel like that that was the same actress at least to me but i have a face thing so yeah i think you definitely have a more you definitely have a face thing i wouldn't i wouldn't say that you have a race thing uh but anyway the, my... now go back a hundred episodes and you gave me the test oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> so 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 that's the i don't i don't know if that makes any sense what i'm saying about it. like that's the biggest thing he yeah. did was it's just it's just a family that you're relating to and you like and they happen to be black yeah um and that that in and of itself is is a thing like when they're they're driving i don't, I don't yeah this is when they're driving to uh the beach and they're playing i got five on it and that whole little interaction there between them all, and like that was awesome. Yes, uh, and uniquely black, but also uniquely familial. So, I thought it was cool. Yeah. Uh, so, they end up getting invaded by this family, right? Mm-hmm. That is the same as them, uh, and they're all wearing red jumpsuits. They're all wearing red jumpsuits. One glove have, on their hand. Yeah, and they have golden shears. Yep. Uh, the little boy uh, has a mask, like a burn victim mask over his face. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the the mother figure uh, kind of explains that that she's been tethered to this. She uses the word tethered. That's a yeah. really important word. She's been tethered to her. Well, they um, use, she uses the word shadow the most, I think, in the, the first little soliloquy. Sure, there. she is the shadow. Yes. She has been tethered. Uh, and essentially, it's uh, it's her opposite, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we find that it's been a cloning procedure, essentially. Something. Mm-hmm. They hand wave over the science. They just sure. say some science happened. Yes, some science. which, And uh, then the science is no longer happening. So when did the science stop happening? The boy's still pretty young, but I don't know. I don't have answers for this. Yeah. Um, but essentially, you got you got Superman, Bizarro Superman, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, is what's happening. Uh, His name is just Bizarro, by the way. Oh, is it? Superman it's, and Bizarro. Wouldn't, should it be like Man Pus or Nan, Nam Pus? Nan Per Super? I don't know how to read backwards. Namrapus. There you go. <laughs> That's what I f- we really should be, right? Well, there there is Batman, and then from uh, Namtab, an, an alternative universe, uh, alternate universe. There is Man Bat. So maybe Man Super. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah, I like Namtab too. So anyway, so they've they they they're their shadow. They're the tethered, right? So mm-hmm. it's 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 the good and the bad. Uh, I love this the little boy. I the little boy. I assume that it's him performing under the mask. Um, I think for a lot of it, probably, yeah. but maybe I don't know. Yeah, because um, he did, he does a lot of stunt work. Yeah, that's so true. obviously, 
but uh it is great like he's awesome like yeah. he's unnerving like he's he's crawling around like an animal he's growling and things and mm-hmm. he, he is uh unnerving that's mm-hmm. the that's my word of the episode is unnerving yeah um my word for the episode is tense yes uh and immediately i'm on board with this concept mm-hmm. um and so she talks about you know she's the shadow and uh she didn't get married. She was given Abraham and because... And he's like, bitch, I'm right here. Because <laughs> because the mother married the dad. Yes. And then, you know, she gave birth to the daughter because she gave birth to the daughter. And here's, here's my first thing, because I was talking about with someone else who had seen it today. Here's my first thing when I went, uh-oh. This this little thing doesn't make sense, and ultimately it doesn't matter. But she says that the the mom had a C section for the boy, and that she had to tear him out herself. But if everyone has a tether, wouldn't the doctor have a tether, and wouldn't the doctor be the one cutting her open? She wouldn't have to cut open herself. Probably. This whole movie sucks now. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Like it really get out is great. Cause you can keep digging into it and you find more and more layers. Yeah. This one, you just need to eat the top layer. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't, don't, don't go any more into this. Like there's one shot that really bothers me in this movie that I keep coming back to. Okay. Uh, and it sours me and it's like the roller coaster in the closet. Mm-hmm. That shot. I'm like, Oh, I don't like that shot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so they end up going at this family, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, the two dads end up fighting. There's an awesome back and forth on a boat that they set up earlier in the movie. Yeah. Um, what happens if someone flies across the country? Do they have to run through the tunnels to the other part? Because what if they interact with someone on the other side? You know, they, they fly from California to New York, and now they interact with someone from New York. This movie sucks. <laughs> no, I loved it. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so there's Sorry, this I awesome. You in literally the middle of what you were saying. That's fine. There's just this awesome back and forth between those two. Um, there's this awesome more like psychological back and forth between the two boys, mm-hmm. uh, and then the 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 tween age girl is like kind of the scariest one. Like she's pretty awesome and she's, she's the most badass. Yes. Yeah. Um, and she goes back and forth with the daughter and they, they all pair off and they all just have these different ways. Like the dads are just like hitting each other with a baseball bats and a brutal thing. Mm-hmm. The little boys just fuck with each other and kind of outsmart each other. Uh, and it's great. And, and the whole time, like when the little girl's getting chased and they're like by the car, like there's, this is the exact point in them when I was bored. Yeah. Whereas us has me on the edge of my sheet th- seat the whole time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So dad dies. Yeah. Did I don't know. Bad dad dies. Yeah. I mean, he gets chopped up by a boat propeller. Does he? Yeah. When does he get chopped up by a boat propeller? When he knocks him in and then blood flies all over Abraham. I must have. How the hell did I miss that? He even makes a joke. Like he says, he, uh, uh, you know, I told Marianne that I was in the movie and then during the movie she called 
And so I was just like, hello? And she's like, oh, fuck, you're in the movie. Goodbye. So it might have been in that those exact like 12 seconds. Yeah, there's, there's a joke. Like, is it what's famous that got... He makes a he makes a reference to another movie or something, like where he gets chopped up in the propeller, and he references a movie and sa- he says like I sleepaway camp. Mm, I think it was more mainstream. I don't remember, but he but he's like I sleepaway camped him or whatever the whatever the death is with a boat propeller. See, I missed that. I like saw the boat go around and stuff, and yeah, he Weird. he he right. he died with the boat propeller. Um, the little girl ends up getting killed eventually. They run. They escape the house yeah they escape the house and then they go to tim heidecker and elizabeth moth's house yes and right before they get there we see them get ganked by their tethers and you're like oh shit this isn't just lupita and yango yes like her tether this is yes and that's when i was like holy shit this isn't a black metaphor yeah you know that that's definitely where i was like i'm an asshole for assuming that jordan peele was making a race movie right and that's the part where I was like, how is this a black metaphor? <laughs> You're still hung I'm up on it. I'm still hung up on it. <laughs> Were like, they really black the whole time? <laughs> I'm really fucking white. I can't figure this out at all. <laughs> like, I have a privilege filter on my glasses. Yeah. Uh, yes. So we, they get taken out, mm-hmm. like stat. So then our family has to fight yeah. the white family. And there's a funny little Alexa bit. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yep. Uh, it is there, there. There's so many different moments like that where there's just funny. The, the, the soundtrack in this is so good. Yes, like, and expensive. Yeah, but everything from "I Got Five on It" to "Fuck the Police" to "Beach Boys Good Vibrations," yeah. like ah, so good. And the the original score is also great because it's really. I feel like it was really confident filmmaking that. Some uh, like Jordan Peele lets some of the tension come strictly from the soundtrack. Like the visuals are just a tiny bit tense, but the visuals plus the soundtrack up the the tension. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they end up besting uh, the group that are there, mm-hmm. uh, and they they leave. Yeah, they they get in the in the car. They they see on the news that it's like all across America. Uh, and they're like, we need to get in the car and go. And yeah, scary preteen is at the edge of the driveway. Yes. Uh, so they attempt to run her over and then she goes full Zoe Bell on the, the car. You seen death proof? Uh, no, no, that's not funny then to you. I feel like I've, but yeah. So she rides the top of the car and they end up, uh, slamming on the brakes and she ends up in a tree and there's it is kind of horrific the idea of seeing a 12 13 year old girl like contorted and dying like bent backwards across the tree even though she's bad she's a baddie and still like trying to swipe and get at the but she's still a young girl like i don't i don't know it's definitely still unnerving yeah uh and i love that yeah uh the mom is going out there to make sure that she's dead and then she finds her in that state and like takes actual pity on her and like she's not yeah she actually feels for her like almost like she's her daughter but recognizing that obviously she isn't 
And so she's just kind of there with her while she dies. Uh, which is kind of a sweet moment. Yeah. Uh, especially, did you know the twist early I, on? Like I, oh, the ultimate, like the end end twist. Yes. I didn't, I didn't see it coming, but like I could totally, like it's totally like, this is obviously going to be the twist, like in hindsight. Yes. Like it, it was like, it's like, oh, you should have seen that from the get go, but whatever. Which, when we get to there, I want to talk about the ramifications of that. Okay. So I really thought that both my wife and I, we saw it together, were immediately, like, we both knew. We didn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. But from the opening scene, we knew what was going on. Or thought we did. Okay. Thought we did. Um, and we so were right. So do you just want to talk about it now? Sure. Okay. So do you do you think did she always know? No, she didn't. She just figured it out at at the moment that she reveals it. Yes. Why wouldn't her memories aren't repressed? How why wouldn't she know? Who is she? We're saying the mom, her, the real mom, or the the, the good the mom. mom, the mom who like is the main character of this movie. Yes, you're saying did she know? Yes, the whole time. She yeah. should have. I think. No, I don't think she knew. I think that's why we were watching her, because she's upset and stuff, figuring it out. Hmm. I don't think she knew. Why not? She she was the action taker. Yeah, I think... She was active in all of that. It's true, but I feel like that's what the the was happening with the psychologist, is they were beating it out of her and everything. But also, she says, the psychologist says, like, the mom says to the psychologist, okay, the mom's mom (laughs) says to the psychologist, uh, she's not my daughter anymore. I just want my daughter back. Uh, And she doesn't react at all to her dad. Also, now that I'm thinking about this, because I haven't exactly thought about this in when she kills the tether, she stabs her with the poker. And then, like, as she's there dying, she angrily chokes her and squeezes so hard that she breaks her neck. So now I'm thinking, yeah, well, did she know all along? Um, you, know, you get the clues throughout, though, too, because there's moments when she, like, starts breathing heavily and kind of growling. Yeah. Like as shit's going down. That's because that's when she does that. That's when she kind of reverts. Yes. Um, I don't know. And I don't think there is. I think he made this no. explicitly. Yeah, that's the, there that's the an fun answer. of it. Yeah. That's um, the fun of a well-made movie. Yes. Is that it answers some things, but leaves questions as well. Yeah. Um. Yes. Where are we? So the little girl just died. Yep. So now we they're driving around. And they end up... Uh, coming to the little boy i think this is maybe my favorite moment in the film this is my favorite and most horrific moment of the film um because i'd seen this image but i didn't know that it was like a seven-year-old boy okay i stayed completely free i knew nothing about this going in yes absolutely nothing i'd heard something about it being home invasion 
but yes. I knew nothing about this. I had seen like this, literally the image of like what I thought was a man, like in front of fire. Mm-hmm. But what ends up where, where we're at is this little boy uh, is they, burned. They come to burned their victim. car, their car on fire because mm-hmm. they're driving their neighbors or yep. the, their friend's car. And we've established the little boy is a pyro. Yeah. And so uh, mom gets out. She says, everyone else stay in there. And she's going to go out and maybe kill him, maybe try to talk to him, whatever. She Mm kind of freezes in the moment. Yes. And that's when the little boy is watching and he realizes, oh, this is definitely a trap. Everybody get out. And that's when you see that there's gasoline leading up to the car that they'd driven right into a trap. And so the little boy gets out and... Uh, gets the boy's attention and outstretches his arms and just starts walking backwards. Mm-hmm. And his tether walks into the fire. Seven-year-old boy backing himself into a fire. Mm-hmm. Horrific. And it looks phenomenal, yeah. which I would have wished it looked more bad <laughs> so it wouldn't bother me so much because it looks phenomenal. Like, fire is hard to do right. Yeah. Uh, and... They did it right. Yeah. The whole time I'm Terrifying. just thinking, like, who did they, is that like a small woman? Like, what, who did they get to put in there? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the benefit to doing that is they could have a burn suit covering the face. Exactly. Not, yeah. That's why I was thinking, uh, that's, you know, that's exactly what I was thinking the whole time. It's like, it's pretty clever. Yeah. Pretty clever. Mm-hmm. It's like Maniac Cop 2 when he's got a big paper mache head, but it's just, that's what the Maniac Cop looks like, so it's no big deal. <laughs> Pretty sneaky, sis. <laughs> so we get a further explanation about what's going on with the tethers, right? Right. So the boy backs up, and not only was it a trap by the boy, it was a trap by the tether mom, mm-hmm. and he backs up right into, uh, the mom is hiding there, and she nabs him up and runs off yep and they go to their uh underground dwelling mm-hmm. um because she's a chud <laughs> that's the reveal <laughs> they're all chuds it's yeah. a chud sequel ultimately it's chud three yes uh oh, i forgot about bud the chud until you just said that i was like no it's the sequel to- oh my god there already was a sequel to chud <laughs> but yeah, we chud. watched it fuck bud the chud in the chud hole. Uh, so she ends up explaining more uh, that the tethers all, everybody has a tether mm-hmm. and they're all living their life. Uh, they were and, meant to control the population. Yep. Basically they're puppets. Yep. Uh, and they're living underground and they're kind of just doing what they're told. Yep. And then uh, the mom, when she's a girl is at a, she's dancing in a dance recital and her tether is dancing differently and that's when they realize that she's special yes so as far as the plot goes the the whole like dancing flashback is the most important scene in the movie Mm -hmm. uh when which i felt like was kind of confusing until i had to talk it out with somebody okay but i think the i think the point of that scene is that the girl in the tunnels was controlling the girl in the real world. That's correct. Because she was the girl mm-hmm. from the real world. Yes. Uh, and here, what what is the revelation you came to, Justin, when you felt not like an idiot? Oh. 
Yeah. So uh, yeah, it was before it was before the confrontation when it was when they see the Jeremiah 11 guy in the Hands Across America thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's about homelessness. <laughs> yeah, like oh, I get it. They're us. They're people. They're human beings that we just don't see. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Hands Across America thing, I don't know if I get 100%. What do you mean? So she wanted. So Hands Across America was the big thing to raise money and raise awareness of homelessness. Yep. Uh, and the little girl was wearing a Hands Across America t shirt. And the whole point was they wanted to be recognized. And so they realized to do that, they would need big something big and so hands across america was something big so that's what they did i was definitely looking deeper into it than basically i'm telling you that it's homelessness right now oh i don't know no not you i'm yeah. saying the movie yeah um but yeah this is a that's exactly what he said he was gonna do it was a social consciousness horror movie right mm-hmm. uh and, it, but and i think the, the fact that you realize that it's homelessness then you realize it recontextualizes the whole movie. Yes. Um, but also at the surface, it's also just a straight up scary horror movie that keeps you guessing the whole time. Like yeah. I have no issues with it at all. And I'm so excited about Jordan Beale's a filmmaker. Yeah. He's great. And he has one or two or more of these apparently. Uh, I know he had three ready to go, right. but he was talking about, he was writing a sequel to get out also. Okay. So. I, I don't know. I don't like that. Part of me doesn't like that. If he, you know, if it, if he's inspired to do that, great, whatever. But part of me just like Hollywood's throwing money at him to do another one. I just hope he does. part of my brain. I just hope he doesn't get seduced like James Wan did. Like James Wan did a Fast and Furious and Aquaman mm-hmm. and stuff. Like, I'm sure that he did a good job with those. So I'm sure that's why they're hiring him is because he's competent. And, and, but I also feel like you could get a lot of people to make that movie. Yeah. Um, so I just hope that I hope that he continues to be a middling director <laughs> that can, uh, that just wins Oscars and doesn't make a whole lot of money. No, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like when the doors open too far to them. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited to see, what he has next for us completely i'm stoked like, I, after get out I, I once i found out that this was a jordan peele movie i was like i don't want to know anything else yes like i see the iconic poster it's all i need yes uh he is producing uh the remake of Candyman. okay so that has like social commentary written all over it yeah like i mean it did in 1992 when it was made then mm-hmm. and yeah, now yeah. I can do the do it again. That would be cool. So I'm really looking forward to it. So, us or them, Justin? <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to go with us on this one. How about I, you, Russ? I, I will say us. Uh, Rhymes with I'm Russ. Re- I'm really looking forward to re-watching it uh, and then watching it with the commentary. Um, he's just so talented, man. I love it. Got a big Jordan Peele boner right now, <laughs> just so you know. Both inches super hard nice next week next week uh so we gave you one let's give you a pair of them for this week um 
What? Uh, next episode, we will be celebrating a filmmaker who passed away this week. Okay. Big deal for uh, the Remake Me family. Mm-hmm. The uh, the name bearer of Cohen over Cohen passed away this week. Mm. Larry Cohen died. Mm. So, uh, Maniac Cop's father. The it's Alive Baby's father. Yeah. Creator of the stuff. It's like, that was like episode two or three, right? That was three. Yeah. yeah. Uh, creator of the stuff. Uh, yeah. The guy that gave us God Told Me To. <laughs> uh, Cue the Winged Serpent. Tons of others. Yeah. Unfortunately passed away. Uh, I'm, I'm a little bummed because I always wanted to give him a copy of the Cohen Over Cohen CD. Mm. That didn't happen. Yeah. Um, but... Next week is all about him. So we're going to do part threes of Larry Cohen movies next week. Larry Cohen part three. Larry Cohen part threes. All right. Okay. As a tribute to Larry as Cohen. As a tribute. Uh, there's also a... Uh, Get it? Because three. I got it. There's a documentary that was recently released, like within the last few months, mm-hmm. about him called King Cohen. Okay. I have not watched it. I thought about watching it here, but like we haven't watched the stuff. And if we haven't watched the stuff... You got to watch the stuff before you watch that. Uh, so it's cool that he got to be around long enough to see a documentary about himself come out and yeah. everything that he did. So that's cool. I really want to start watching. I told you before he did a bunch of black exploitation stuff, like really high regarded black exploitation. Awesome. Uh, and I really want to watch those too. Such a weird filmmaker, right? Like you've yeah. only seen a handful of things. Yeah, that's the a, fact that he would do he would do like the stuff and and phone maniac booth. cop and, and phone God booth. told me to phone booth. Oh yeah, he did phone booth too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. fuck yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> that's so weird, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, that's yeah. weird. Okay, first movie, first movie, number three of our Larry Cohen tribute. Uh, all right, let's finish it off. It's alive three, Island of the Alive. Uh, Keep in mind, we haven't watched two. I don't know if we need to. <laughs> have we watched two? No, we haven't. Oh, no, we watched the remake. Yeah, eh, whatever. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, it's Alive 2. It's called It Lives Again. I feel like I know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler, it lives again. Uh, it's Alive 3, Island of the Alive. Uh, the cover has a uh, it's a beach. It's very nice, uh, very beachy. And there's a crib, uh, like a bassinet or whatever. Uh, I don't know what you would call that. And I don't have kids. So bassinet. I don't know. bassinet. It's a bassinet. All right. On the beach, and there's a baby on board sign, and there's a weird deformed like claw thing hanging out. Uh, and on the back is a giant It's Alive baby. <laughs> so that seems fun. Yes. <laughs> so what are we going to see on this? It's called Island of the Alive. Uh... So I'm guessing that they're going to, someone's going to be stranded on some sort of island, uh, and it's going to be of the alive. Good. That's my guess. Okay. Uh, Written and directed by Larry Cohen. Okay. Uh, Second movie? Second movie. Written by Larry Cohen, not directed by Larry Cohen. And uh, you don't have to. This movie has a pretty amazing featurette of the making of this movie that that I really think is worth your time. Multiple people have said that they feel like that is, uh, like really, I don't want to say what I, a lot of people have talked about the making of this movie okay. on there. It's like 20 minutes. 
Movie number two. Movie number two. Uh, you know what? Let's finish this one off too. It's the unrated version. The wrong arm of the law is back. Maniac Cop 3. Badge of Silence. Uh, yep. Yeah, so the front is just Maniac Cop with a shotgun and his his badge behind him. Is he? Did he do in Chicago? Because that looks like it might be Chicago badge. I don't know. <laughs> On the back is one tiny picture of a random criminal holding a gun. <laughs> so it's a maniac cop movie. There you go. <laughs> That's Good. all I have for you. Okay. Is that it's going to be a maniac cop movie. It is going to be a maniac cop movie. My tummy is making all sorts of noises. You sat down I need earlier. To go feed it. You sat down earlier. Uh-huh. And I know I told you this. Yeah. I thought you like burped or something in the microphone. No, it was the mic uh-huh. picking up your stomach from yeah. two feet away. Mm-hmm. It's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Justin, what else you got for us? The shadow. 